Hey, 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 it is Christina. Okay, so since we've been on the little ride of divorce, um, let's talk about what happens when you do leave. You are a single mom, and <laughs> I'm telling you, my mom made that look so easy, man. She made being a single mom look like cake. She made it look so easy that I remember wanting to be a single mom as a child. So if that's not the epitome of manifesting the wrong thing because <laughs> I never missed my dad when she was around she was such a good mom you know it was crazy I don't know how she did it because I'm not able to ask her but I do know that she did it but then again we only had till I was nine so who knows I could I'm sure I would have been a headache for her but for those of you that are like me and you are raising especially boys Girls are also, I mean, I'm sure that we come with, boys and girls come with different uh, pros and cons, so to speak. But boys, oh man. Like, have you guys ever seen Jennifer Lopez and her twins? They're beautiful kids, hers and Mark Anthony's kids. You can tell that she leans more towards her boy. You can tell. But that's usually how the cliche goes, you know, daddy's girl, mama's boy. And there is a lot of truth to that, you know. And I see that not just with her. I see that with a lot of people, myself my dad I adore him you know I don't care what he is how good he was how bad he was I am his soldier anytime you know um and I don't have any daughters so I, I don't know but I will tell you this when it comes to disciplining kids as a single parent it is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because there's a lot of guilt and there's a lot of doubt and there's a lot of self-talk that may not be on point you know and as they get older, the issues, you know, they get a little bit trickier. But the important thing is, what I remember, this is what I, these are some things I do with my son. Because my son continues to drive me crazy. Um, and I'm very, when you're a single mom, depending on how things ended in your relationship, some moms were single from the beginning. Some are just, you know, with their partner. Some are actually married. Some co-parents some do not co-parent some live with grandparents aunts whatever um some have very peaceful lifestyles some have more hectic it doesn't matter you know the point is is that our kids that's our biggest investment without a doubt you know what i mean i would always tell my ex-husband that like this is my biggest investment because one day i'm gonna be old and i don't want to i don't want him to not want to take care of me that's in my opinion, that's the goal. You want to do such a good job with your kids that they want to take care of you, that you are not, you know, the day after tomorrow when we return to that kid-like state. I don't want to be put in a home. I mean, if I have to, fine, but I want my son to love me and, and to know that I did my best with him, that he will also, you know, do his best to take care of me the day I need it. You know what I mean? And it's hard. It's hard. As a single parent, your patience is a lot thinner. You're on edge a little bit more. We tend to react in an angry, um, you know, burst of emotion. Whether that's what we feel or not, it's kind of just like an overreaction. Because there's so much doubt and there's so much pressure, you know. And there's so much stigma that it's tricky. And then when they do something out of oh, out of the rules, I don't know about you guys, but I question if I'm overreacting. Because sometimes... Uh, Sometimes I, I don't feel that it's that important, but textbook wise and black and white society wise, I know that what he's done is incorrect. But in the real world, it's not really that big of a deal. 
But so it kind of becomes tricky on how do I discipline him? Do I tell him how it is in the real world or do I go based on his age and discipline him according to that? You know, it, it's because one way I won't be all in it and the other way I'll be more sincere because it's what I feel. It's really, really tricky. Your paranoia goes through the fucking roof because suddenly if anything happens to the love of your life, which is your child, you would die. You know what I'm saying? It's just such a hard thing to do raising kids by yourself. You know, even dating, even for me, at least I, I have this severe paranoia. I don't like to leave him alone. I don't I don't trust. The only way to win my heart is not through my son. The only way to win my heart is to ignore my son. <laughs> don't mess with him. I, I don't want you to try to win me through him because that'll push me far away. I'm not like most women. You know what I'm saying? That's the best way. If you want me to fall in love with you, ignore the shit out of my son. Pretend I don't have one because I'm not looking for a dad for him. You know what I mean? If not, otherwise I'll get paranoid and I'll start thinking crazy shit about you and it'll be over before it starts. <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. But when kids cross the line, you have to understand when it comes to discipline, it's not really the best idea to talk right then and there. You don't always have to engage with your child. The object of discipline is not to convince them or negotiate or get let them drag you into a fight. That is not that's not what we're here for. Kids are naturally going to, when you punish a child, when you make them stay in their room, that kind of takes away their power. So it's in their nature to act as if they don't care because they need to feel like they're in control of something. It's in their nature to try to pull you in and engage you in a fight with them. And you cannot do that because with discipline, we're not trying to take away everything from them. That defeats the purpose. And what happens when we respond out of anger? We're either too lenient or way too harsh. And that's not fair. There has to be a certain middle ground, you know. And to say, this is something I disagree with wholeheartedly. To say that it's not our parents' fault, that we can't be blaming them, is so fucking full of shit. Because absolutely it is. That's why we are the parents, because whatever our kids turn out to be is our fault, whether it's good or bad. Whatever they turn out to be is a direct result of our choices. So it's a cop out when parents nowadays say, you can't blame me. Those were your choices. You shaped their choices. So it's so unfair to make kids carry that cross on their own when they end up in therapy for our sins. Really, whether we mean to or not, it's just that's. It's a fact. I think it needs to be acknowledged that we have to take some kind of accountability for what our kids turn out to be. You know what I'm saying? Because before they turn out to be that, there is a certain gap where we could have done something. Whether we were busy working, whether we were busy in another relationship, whether we were having more kids, whatever it is, we didn't. You know what I mean? And they went a certain route. I'm not saying all kids. Some kids are great and amazing and successful. And that is also our fault, which is a great thing to be at fault for. You know, but when you're going to discipline, especially like preteens, because nowadays I feel like these preteens feel much older, you know, and, and yeah, they look older and the kids are developing way faster now. The girls blow my mind. I mean, they look with the dying of the hair and the way they behave. They look like little adults. And I maybe that's what I would never I disagree with that. I don't think that they should look like anything other than a kid until their time comes you know because you're you're old for so long you know what i mean but anyways when it comes to disciplining sometimes we have to go back to basics and sometimes 
we have to remember that we're not trying to teach our kids how to do time. We're not trying to ground them for a week and take away their entire, you know, civilization and contact with humans. That doesn't work. We're trying to change a behavior. We're trying to make them, we're trying to make them learn from it and think of another solution. You know what I mean? Not necessarily make them pay a price for, they're not going to get it. That will not work. So it doesn't really matter if your child seems affected by it or not, as long as they change the behavior, you know, because when my son was young, I used to babysit my nephew at the same time and I'd put them in timeout when they would act out. And my cousin, I mean, my nephew would cry and cry and beg to be, you know, released. And my son would just stand there like nothing. And I remember telling his dad, oh, my God, this is going to be the kind of kid who can do like prison sentences because no matter what we take from him it didn't faze him he would not cry he was not afraid or intimidated of the time out whereas every kid I ever saw was and that scared me so that, I mean that's just my way of thinking but when it comes to discipline you don't want to put feeling into it because you don't want to make your child feel like they're a complete disappointment and you don't want to forget all the good that they do because we're not here to patronize our kids we're here to teach them you know so if you can do that when you're calm or sometimes you don't even have to speak to them right away but it's important to make a list as parents whether they don't have to see it, it can be on your phone but you make a list of what you expect from your child what behaviors you expect and what you know what kind of consequences there will be and you never start out with the harshest one because if the first one doesn't work you need to have something to fall back on so, for instance, you can take away their phone for 48 hours. You can make a list of stuff that needs to be done around the house. And then the punishment is not lifted until that is all done. Give them something else to do. Show them an alternate route. You understand? And you want to do it right then and there. It's important that the, that the discipline takes place on the, on the spot at that moment. You don't want to let too much time go by because then they kind of lose sight of what they've done. And when my son was younger, what I used to do, I would, I would discipline him and I would make him repeat it back to me. That way I knew that he knew that if he did it again, he was already aware that he was doing something wrong. Because we said it, he you know, explained it back to me so he understood it and he still chose to do it again. And then as he got older, when he was able to start explaining himself, um, I would notice that he would change his whole demeanor based on my face. So what I started to do with him was we'd sit back to back with our backs leaning on each other and we would talk that way because it's important that physical touch is very important for them, but they are more honest when they can't see our face. They don't change their answers based on what they think is going to upset us and not that way they could just be honest and we could just talk, you know what I'm saying? And still feel that loving connection because our backs are touching each other's and it used to be very, you know, very effective. Um, but you definitely want to work on that because I, I know that some parents, we react impulsively because we get angry. It's hard, especially if you're a single parent, it's very stressful and it's a lot of, um, it's just so, the pressure is all on us when we're single parents and there's so much we have to live up to. And then we're trying to, we're trying to, we're comparing our struggle with, with a, with a regular double, you know, two parent home to ours and there's no home that's alike you know and it's really tricky you know what I'm saying but the discipline is very important because you want to instill that and then once you're calmer 
You can even talk to them and pre-plan for the next time because temptation is always going to happen. Our kids are always going to be tempted. New experiences are going to happen to them. Doors are going to open. Friends are going to offer things. They're going to learn new things that are true and false, you know. So you want to be able to have them have a plan on, well, the next time this happens, what are you going to do? And can we try this instead? You don't want to nail them to the cross because that will break them down little by little. You don't want them to shut down. You know what I mean? So good luck to you guys. I love you so much and goodbye.